Oh, hey there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Coriander, and I play a warrior on Earth and Ring. Dare I say, I play the warrior that Odin himself has entrusted with the- No! I too have proved my worth, Odin! I am God King Skovald! These mortals dare not challenge my claim to the ages! Uh, are you done? Anyway, you're listening to the Lorecast, a podcast that talks about lore and roleplay in the Warcraft universe. You can check out more of their stuff from the Lorecast at www.lorecast.org. You can also check out their Facebook at facebook.com slash the Lorecast, and they also have a Twitter at twitter.com slash erlorecast. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the following episode. Give up the ages or die! You know, I finally get invited to do this, and I have to deal with this maniac. It's good to see you again. Pull up a chair by the hearth. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Lorecast once again. It's been a while since we've seen you last time, but always good to see those radio faces of yours. Joining me as always is the lovely, awesome butt face herself, Ariolin. What a fantastic introduction. I, I don't think I can follow that up. Yes, it's me, Ari, the wonderful, lovely butt face. <laughs> I think it's a perfect introduction, if you ask me. And this has been said so on the on the show before, but typically when Kanta and I call each other, we actually say, what up, butt face? Oh, all the time. Yeah, We all actually the time, see who point. can say it first. Exactly. To the point that I have answered the phone and had conversations with Kanta, hung up, and I never mentioned your name, whether it be Kanto or your real life name, my husband goes, how's Kanto doing today? How is Beard doing today? He's doing great. <laughs> my husband is Kanto's Beard, long story. You know, that could be taken in several different ways, which we That's won't get into this evening. very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way you're thinking. It's not the way. I mean, it definitely could, but it's not that way. In um, your dreams, Kanto. Well, there was this one time. Okay, yes, so today we're sharing our dreams. (laughs) No, we're actually going to talk about the upcoming patch 7.1, which will be out by the time this podcast goes out. I dream a dream to not return to Karazhan. Oh, that's right. You didn't like Karazhan. So shall we go down the list of all the stuff that's coming out tomorrow? So we're actually recording on Monday night. It is October 24th. The eve of 7.1. Exactly. (laughs) Let's comment for a second on the timing, because if you look at any of the advertisements leading up to 7.1, Karazhan is very heavily part of it. It's only one part of this massive patch, though. The Halloween. The Halloween undertones. And just to mention, I mean... When is the last time we've gotten such a strong content patch in such a little time where the expansion just dropped a couple months ago? Exactly. We actually had um, a bit of a conversation about this last night among guildies that high-end players, the players that the mythic raiders, the, the people that really dedicate a lot of time to this game are just now starting to run out of content. There was so much content included in the initial live drop of Legion that even people who play this game with dedication were busy for a very long time. And just right around the time that they've actually 
run out of things to do, boom, 7.1 is dropping. This is such a huge change from Warlords. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've wh- when was launch day? August 30th, correct? Yes. In less than two months, we're getting a content patch that's containing a new raid, a new instance, a continuation of the Suramar storyline, more Halloween content, and not to mention, they're revamping an old area which has not been touched since Vanilla and Burning Crusade. You're talking about Karazhan. I'm No, I'm talking about Dr. Weevil. Oh, the Alcaz Island, yes. Alcaz Island. Yeah, Alcaz was not updated in Cataclysm. It was left alone. Where Alcaz Island is, it's actually right off the coast of Theramore, so Dustwalla Marsh in Kalimdor. And it's actually kind of a fun area if you have ever seen it before or will be seeing it for the first time. Can't really speak to exactly how it'll look once they revamp it. There have been a couple hints. I don't know if they're going to completely redo the area, but Dr. Weevil is going to be playing a new part. Can't just excited. I'm excited because um, for several reasons, in fact. uh, Do you know the story of Elkaz Island and what it was supposed to be, Ari? I've heard rumors. I don't know the full story. I do know that they intended on having it be the location of Varian Rin's imprisonment, right? That was the big thing. And in fact, he actually could be found there yes. very early on. I can't remember. Was it beta? Was it early patches of vanilla? Believe, but then he was removed. I think it was beta. And I he was a super be- weird looking model as well. I mean, he yes. was just sitting there pretty much in a dress holding a scepter. Well, he had ropes. So before he was reintroduced in Burning Crusade, Cataclysm, I think it was Burning Crusade into Wrath, my mistake. Um, Varian Rin, or war, very robe-like outfit you know very kingly very noble like and then and yet, because... kind of a little bit generic too yeah I mean, you think vanilla model with the dark beard kind of a regular looking face he, he did not have a custom model although having custom models was kind of unknown back yeah. then yeah that was very odd I, I don't think i think the most custom you could get with models was uh typically just with the armor like how the tra- the classic thrall armor exactly yeah even yeah even the most famous characters like Thrall, Sylvanas was a night elf still at this point in terms of just the model yeah, that she used. But she had a specific armor set, and so did Thrall. That nope. you you could get Sylvanas parts of. You're she right. Just, she just and you could like get a... parts of Thrall's armor set too. Yes, like you, you get... the stockade pauldrons look like his pauldrons. Yes, they're the same exact model. Sylvanas unfortunately just had like a white gown with a white hood. I think that was the majority of her uh, her armor at the time. But uh, regardless. Um, Varian captured by Naga, ended up on Alkes Island, and it was a discontinued storyline that just kind of seen a drop, and you got a ring that basically said, hey, you tried. Thanks for trying to find our king. He's in another castle. Um, so Alkes Island kind of became this abandoned area where all these high-level elites kind of just sat there for days, and they have like this like uh, typical, very jungle-like island with uh, the dungeons underneath which have been used throughout the game throughout the years and uh you can actually open up the prison doors and sit inside and it's actually a pretty cool role play spy if you ever need like a uh typical jail cell sort of thing but um yeah, 
I was referencing them being used throughout the years. We're not talking about Blizzard using them. This area has pretty much been abandoned. But I know in terms of roleplay, being on a roleplay server for about 10 years now, we've used this location a lot. It's pretty much one of the few places where you can, as Candace said, open and close the gates. It's not too hard to get to. And there's even a hidden cell if you go underwater. Well, I mean, that model of prisons have been used throughout the years. Um, oh, yeah, that model's been repeated, layout. but that area has no, been yeah, basically left alone. That's what I was mostly referring to, my mistake. Um, it's all we, good, Make, keeping you keeping Yeah, you keeping me on my toes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but it's interesting to see that, that they're coming back with this, and they're actually introducing a no-fly zone for this, which means you could be shot out of the air if you're using a flying mount over Elkaz Island. Um, if you're running in a straight line for too long, there's landmines you can run into, so you got to stay on your toes, which makes sense if there's going to be a specific hunter pet that you could get there where you might have to, like, maybe kite it around a little bit and get away from different mobs. Um, as far as what else that might be going along with it, I'm sure everyone will have some kind of shared necessary thing that they need to go there for, maybe profession-wise. Regardless, I mean, it's not even the biggest thing on the table. You have Karazhan, which I absolutely cannot stand, but it's actually pretty cool this time around. So, Kanta, talk a little bit about about why you don't like Karazhan. I know, I know the story because I've played with you since Burning Crusade. Yeah. So, back it, it, in the this day, is your version. This is your version of my Lawbringer. Basically. Yes. So, back in the day, Templars of the Rose, our guild, was a very small guild. And this was back when getting 10 people was fairly difficult to do so for our guild. Now it's no problem to run a raid and having it going every Thursday night. Um, But back then, we would always kind of struggle to get the people to do it, get the people that were well-geared, and not to mention, since it was the only 10-man raid at the time, aside from, I think, Zolomon... We constantly ran it, and it drove me insane because it's such a damn long raid instance. Not as long as Molten Core and all those, but it's so agonizingly long and annoying and freaking ah, Malkazar. I'm happy to know that Malkazar could shove it. This new Karazhan as a mega dungeon. It's a mega dungeon mega dungeon it has just a lot of bosses that's why it's a mega yes. dungeon it's also and just you know huge don't get me wrong Karazhan, the original instance for that matter was very well put together had some very awesome thematics had some great boss fights great gear that dropped out of it and some really cool transmogable items that were just basically your rp garb back in the day um, from the Gore Howl to the Wolf Slayer Sniper Rifle to that really cool-looking Draenic Axe called Legacy. You just had some cool weapons out of there and everything, and it had a good storyline, you know, from... Good music, from good Medine. atmosphere. Yes, everything was cool except the chess event, which was a piece of shit. <laughs> I enjoyed the chess event. I hated but the maybe chess event. That chess event is was likely directly inspired by the Harry Potter movies that came out very shortly before... This yeah. particular instance came Probably. out. Oh, I, I absolutely think so. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, depending on the version that you read. The Falafel Stone. The Falafel Stone. The Falafel Falafel Falafel. But anyways, so we have several other things to go off of for 
7.1 as well, not 7.12. It is really fun to finally have a new patch. I say finally, though, and I, I need to put it in the context of previous expansions. Um, as someone who's played War, World of Warcraft for many years, um, content patches used to come out just a little bit quicker. And I would say that Warlords is definitely the outlier remember as far we, as all the other expansions go. Remember we got a content patch for uh, Warlords that was literally just like the Blood Elf update? Yeah, I can't remember all that went into that patch and it was likely because it was very small but a content patch and we're using that term super loosely um counted but it really didn't add any content to the game and if you can compare it to this patch this is a content patch and so i i'm i'm putting compliments where it's due yeah it's very clear that you know blizzard is putting a lot of work into this game um and it's something that we really haven't seen for a while I think that Warlords had a fantastic kickoff although i didn't i wasn't completely on board with the whole time traveling premise it was a little bit strange. Didn't feel too Warcrafty, but it had a really great opener. And yes. I just remember going through Tannen Jungle for the first time and just being blown away. And then later on, you could easily skip it by getting a teleport by a mage because no one wants to do the start area two times around. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, well, I would have done Tannen Jungle again and again. I think it was really I good. I, I still think that the Jade Forest and Mists is still one of the best moments of storytelling that Blizzard has done in terms of a, an opening zone. Yeah. Although they did really well with Stormheim and Velshara. As far as questing in Warlords went, it actually wasn't bad. The The leveling experience of Warlords wasn't bad. It's the endgame content and everything that came, off, came after the release of the expansion that went downhill. And, or what uh, you could also say, what did not come after the release of the expansion. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, everything that, that got cut. And... Yes, exactly. I'll... Now, oh, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, it's just Warlords was, it had, what I believe, about a 14-month content drought um, that players referred to as, so subscriptions dropped off. and But you can really tell where, so we're not going to make this a big griping section, session. Everyone knows who's ever been through Warlords, you know, just kind of a, what of a rough patch that was for people yeah. whether you were in a guild or running a guild it made it difficult to recruit it made it difficult to retain people for raiding um, a lot of big raiding guilds that were very popular or at least famous within the world of warcraft player sphere discontinued yeah i think vodka correct i think they someone did maybe not vodka but i just remember reading a headline and being like oh there goes another one are you talking about what everyone should have drank and drank and drank to get through Warlords? Vodka? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But it's very clear that there was a very dedicated, passionate team. Of course. Behind Legion. And, and it really is showing. And I'm, I'm not even saying that as a World of Warcraft player. And I'm hoping we're prefacing this enough to be like, we don't just compliment this game for no reason. No. no they I mean, earned it. A Blizzard, Blizzard has really brought back the feeling of playing an MMORPG with Legion. And yeah. despite them pulling some Game of Thrones or Walking Dead for that matter, kill offs, they 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 have excelled so far this expansion. And we're only two three months into the expansion at this point. And it just blows my mind how well everything is put together from 
every little instance, the world quests, to the class hall, and even even the storyline in Suramar is so good, and it has me sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to see what else happens next content patch, which is tomorrow for us. And um, I'm really excited. I'm I'm really excited to see how uh, Nighthold is going to be as well. Nighthold, which uh, I believe isn't accessible yet. Is it? I can't recall. Oh, I can't tell you off the top okay. of my head. I think I think it's becoming uh, accessible soon. I know. By... I don't think it's coming in seven point one. I'm not seeing it listed. No, any... I don't think it's coming in seven point one. But I think it's going to be accessible soon. But it's got some interesting storyline in it, which I don't want to go too much into spoilers. But as everyone can usually tell by the dungeon guide, Goldan is listed as the last boss in that, and I don't think that's going to be the end of Goldan by far. I don't think they're going to kill off Goldan for the first or the second tier of rating, but um. I think I think something interesting is going to happen there. I really think we're going to see something jump to the next level as far as dramatics go, and in a good sense, dramatics. It'll be really good, yes, to see the plot kind of continue. Um, I mean, one thing specifically is Suramar is going to continue, mm-hmm. and Suramar has been so different from any other thing we've ever done in this game in terms it's very of very enjoyable. It is. It's subterfuge. It's skulking around Assassin's Creed style in, in the city. I was just doing it yesterday and having some fun, jumping into baskets when I accidentally pissed off a few people. Very That's Assassin's awesome. Creed-like. I, I did learn, by the way, that if you engage in a battle, a pet battle, it actually drops aggro. Really? Yep. That's good to know. Yeah, so instead of just running... I mean, I, I try to go prop paladin because prop paladins don't give a crap, um, but occasionally you will pull enough that even a prop paladin's like, okay, maybe not, and... and <laughs> Prot is not the a spec that I've put points into in terms yeah. of my artifact weapon. I'm focusing on holy and red. Um, but uh, Agility was like, oh yeah, battle a rabbit. Go find a rabbit. So I battled a rabbit. <laughs> and, and the guards just totally left me alone. They're like, oh yeah, she's got stuff to do. Leave her alone. So, it was weird. So I have to ask, this is veering off the subject of 7.1 and more so uh, a question for you, Ari. And I'm sure we could ask our listeners the same thing on the uh, on the webpage for this particular episode. But as of right now, you know, leading up to the events of 7.1, what has your character or your characters been up to at this point? Like, what are some major things that have been going on for them right now? Well, that's a fantastic question. Okay, um, so one, we pose this all to your viewers. I mean, we, we really cater to all World of Warcraft local role players that enjoy um, lore, but also there are just non-role players out there that yeah. enjoy the lore of this game as well. Um, but Kanto and I are role players. So as for my characters, I'll talk about three of them, because those are three that I have been keeping up with in terms of their story. Sure. Um, my main, who is a paladin, um, she's just basically been running her order. I mean, the, our, our guild is a basically a military-style guild. Um, they are the good guys, and they try to fight the bad, basically. And very recently, they had sort of a, an internal civil war um, where someone whom basically was resurrected through a soul stone came back wrong, kind of formed a little rebellion. And, and that was what was going on between warlords and Legion for our guild because we needed stuff to do. Yeah. There was nothing that we needed some our, our own storyline to tend to. We always tend to make our own storylines, but this one just went out on a really great limb 
So what she's been doing is bringing back the cohesion and staying firm in the face of what is the worst enemy that they've ever faced. And you feel like saying that every single time an expansion drops, but this is the Legion. Yeah. And not only is this the Legion, they are finding out things about the Legion that makes it feel even worse. This is a galactic war. This is not just Azeroth. It's insane. And the Titans are dead. And it's, where are your gods now? That's the kind of moment that this is. Um, so that's my paladin. Super serious. My druid, which is actually in character, um, the wife of Kanta's hunter. My <laughs> night elf druid. Um, they had known each other for, what, 8,000 years? And then finally tied the knot? Long story. Yeah, literally. Far too long. Far too long. Um, Velsara. Velshara, rather, uh, really enough said. I mean, what, what happened there? She's still kind of fording it. it it's a big deal to her. Um, a bit of a, a sh- sort of a, a shaking moment when it comes to faith, but also an affirming moment when it comes to faith. Um, specifically speaking of Alun and Druids. Then finally, my warlock. My warlock is actually young, um, inexperienced in terms of combat. Uh, she's book smart, very book smart. Um, but when she walks into combat, she just breaks out um so she's getting combat experience now and she's actually had a lot of combat experience now so that's beginning to affect her Uh, my other characters maybe it's as a result of role-playing for 10 years are kind of hardened veterans in that sense so it doesn't really bother them as much as it used to in fact it actually bothers them that it doesn't bother them as much as it should for her she's just waiting in so it's actually refreshing to play a young character again that's sort of learning it and i mean she's also a warlock so there there is fell corruption there every single time she continues to use spells she's getting deeper into demonology and just things like that so her storyline especially in an expansion like legion is going to be focusing on that sort of line that you start crossing so that's where my characters are and enjoying those stories kanta how about your characters well as of right now i mean i don't have too many active characters aside from Kanta. Um, Kanta kind of has been bouncing around on the uh, Broken Isles as far as uh, Velshra and Asuna um, in character. Velshra mostly due to the events that's taking place in the Emerald Nightmare uh, and Asuna because, you know, it does hold, obviously, Night Elf lore to it. And uh, obviously Saramar too. I think that's safe to say. But I, he's been mostly sticking to Inario and helping out, you know, both, you know, Darnassus and uh, the Alliance in that sense. And um, mostly tending to his own. I mean, he's helping out the Druids and uh, he wants to make sure that yeah, um, his kind is safe for the most part. Uh, and being part partially trained as a druid i would say partially because he's not 100 percent a druid yet um at least in my mind's eye um, <laughs> he's more in tune with nature though yeah. than say other hunters yeah i would say that i think that's very safe to say but as far as kanta goes he wants to make sure the emerald dream is redeemed he wants to make sure that scenarius is uh you know not suffering as ysera had and killed and as far as Canton and Ariel, I think that was really a shakeup for both of them, having had Ysera as part of their lives as druids for a long time. Um, and even to Night Elf lore, Ysera is a sacred dragon, a sacred being. 
Um, as far as my other characters, I haven't been too active with them. Uh, so yeah, Kant is my main go-getter right now, as per usual. <laughs> well, that's why you call him his, your main. That's yeah, why we call but them our mains. I haven't even put that much attention to the, uh, my other tunes, which is sad because I've actually leveled every single one of them to 100 before Legion came out thinking I was going to have Altitis, and it's like the exact opposite. Oh, this is not the expansion for Altitis. No, it's not at for all. For all the stuff you can do. Oh, man, I have been just sitting on my paladin and just grabbing more artifact power, running Mythic Pluses, just just fine-tuning everything yeah. you can. And then only this last week, I got on my druid and I started leveling her. She's 103 right now. Yeah. I need and to I do still switch back my to my main to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, th- the thing with my druid and my hunter is they're, they're the same person. So I can't even say that I'm playing two different characters when I'm leveling two. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I do want to level other characters, but it's just on top of my own personal responsibilities, it's very hard to find time. And plus, Overwatch is fun, too. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know this. that's not a World of Warcraft thing, but it is a Blizzard game, and the Junkenstein's Revenge oh, yeah. scenario is so fun. It, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. It made me really appreciate Anna. I never really got a chance to play her that often in quick play. As a result, in playing her a lot in the Junkenstein's Revenge, I'm now using her more as a main healer. You should play Super her fun. in competitive mode. I think you would have fine in competitive mode. You know, I've actually not tried competitive mode. And one of the reasons why is I used to be a really dedicated arena and rated battleground player. And I'm enjoying my retirement in competitive <laughs> mode. And, and, and Over, Overwatch just kind of speaks to that same level to me. And I'm just like, uh. I, mean, I know if I do this, I'm going to do it all the time. When it comes down to Overwatch, there's not that much of a difference. The only thing with competitive mode that's different than quick play is you're not able to select multiple of the same tune. And it's a, That I would like. And it's best three of five instead of best of three. I think yesterday I was just picking up a couple random matches, not running with anybody that I knew. And I think there was a match where it was... Two Widows, two Junkrats, and two Genjis. <laughs> that was balls. I'm sure. Um, so, I just realized something, Ari. Yep. We didn't come up with a lore question. I know. I actually realized it about five to ten minutes ago. But yep. it's going to be a little break this time, I think. And that's that's okay. Um, we want to come up with actually different games on the podcast. We've talked about this before where we do the little two truths and a lie thing in terms of lore and try to trip each other up. Are we going to do that? Well, Can we do it on the be, spot? We'd be doing it literally on the fly. Let's I, do it on the how fly. About, okay. All right. No. You go first. <laughs> I, <laughs> head. No, but I, preparation is good for this stuff because I have to think about, like, I need to get into Kanta's head and be like, what does he know? What does he not know? <laughs> yeah. uh, all how right. about well, we call a rain check on that? We'll, we'll, we'll do call some homework. Check. Yeah, we'll and then we'll, we'll we'll mess each other up next time. Yeah, we'll do that next time. I got I got some stuff to throw at you, but I'm sure you know my character more than I know yours. Yeah, so we we could do specific character stuff, but I think just for fun and let people guess as well, we can just do generic lore stuff. It's almost not fair for us to ask you things about each other's characters because again, Kant and I have role played together for pretty much a decade. Yeah, we've known each other for so long. The guy was at my wedding. Yep. She's not invited to mine, though. <laughs> oh. I'm Shark. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not getting married anytime soon, so that's why. 
Oh, okay. I guess that's fair. Maybe Still, down the road. Right in the heart. You'll you'll probably be in a walker at that point. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Ari, by the way. You know what's funny? It's my mother's birthday. Aw, oh, happy birthday to your mom. Happy birthday, Mama and Kanta. Happy 60 years. You know, it took us this long for you to do a shout-out to your mom in the middle of a show. I mean, have you ever done a shout-out for your mom? No, she'd be like, why'd you do that? Yeah, well, my mom doesn't even know that this podcast exists, so we got that going on. <laughs> my mother does know. Confessions of Arian Kanta. <laughs> oh, man. So well, we we've we've uh, officially hit the silly portion of yep, this podcast. Which do we have we, anything else to say? Um, I don't think so. Usually, when we hit the silly part, it's about the point where we wind down and bring it to a close. Okay, we're gonna wind down then and bring it to a close. But guys, thank you for listening. We took a slight hiatus due to being busy. Oh yeah. Um, real life things have been happening, and actually, might have good news. Um, in terms of real life things, but that's life. Yeah. But we are, I, I have to say, I am enjoying World of Warcraft, this expansion, a lot more than I did in Warlords. Um, Warlords felt kind of like I was there because I had to be, because I, I always had been. Um, and one of the reasons why I stayed was because I, I really am part of a fantastic guild and group of people. And if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't have played this game for as long as I have. So, Legion... There is stuff to do all the time. In fact, I'm thinking right now, I need to log in and check <laughs> check my class hall quests, but I also need to do artifact power quests. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have my gold traits so my third gold trait so soon. I'm so excited. I know. I'm I'm one level away from having my third gold. Nice. Yeah. So This is the kind of stuff that we get excited about. Who we're excited about grinding, Kanta. What's wrong with us? I'm excited about coffee in the morning, which says a lot to my age now. Congratulations. I'm old. Here's your old card. Yeah. I can issue them now. I'm old enough that now I'm allowed to issue them. I'm I'm to the point in my age where I enjoy going to bed before midnight. <laughs> I'm at the point of my age where I just don't care anymore. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I don't I, I make jokes about being old, but the reality is, um I think actually to bring up my mom again. <laughs> no, she actually said something really funny. Um what'd she say? Not that my mom's not funny. She was just like, you know, honey, after I turned 25, I felt like every year after that, I was still 25, just trying to figure things out. I'm I... like, but mom, you had four kids. You you survived <laughs> cancer. You but, What? You're telling me you're 64 now and you feel 25? And she was like, yep. Listen. Life... But that makes so much sense. I identify with this so hard right now. The literal <laughs> definition of life is fake it till you make it. And honestly, you never make it. It's fake it the entire time. So here's some life advice for you. When you turn 25, after that you still feel like you're 20, or 22, whatever age it is in your mid or early 20s, you still feel that way because life is constantly throwing out challenges to you. Who the, knew, the funny thing it is, would get so profound? The funny thing is I'm literally 25 right now. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, you could rent a car. Congratulations. I'm never going to celebrate a birthday ever again. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But no. actually, to relate this to roleplay, haha, <laughs> segue. Um, um, think about this in terms of your characters, too. Although their world is so much different than ours. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, their their world is Warcraft. Literally, war breaks out every year or so, or two years, depending on the timeline. Oh, they, funky it gets. We don't know how old a human is before they're potentially conscripted into the army. And I'm assuming that conscription is a thing, because their army is pretty big. I'm assuming for a volunteer young, army. Honestly. What? I'm assuming at 15, 16 years old. Yeah, if you go to, like, older medieval, which tends to be something that we default to, night elves, I mean, these, uh, who knows when they're conscripted, if there is any kind of conscription. You have to imagine the night elves don't really have a high birth rate, and neither would other long-lived races. So war would be particularly detrimental to them. And let's not even get into the Forsaken. I assume that night elf and draenei and blood elf and every kind of race that lives for a long period of time they probably go through lulls and highs for as far as you know population booms and not to mention for the draenei in particular and also the blood elves they kind of went through a bit of a genocide yeah more than once in in the case of the draenei yeah Um, although i think with the taran and the orcs maybe to a degree trolls but definitely taran and orcs their culture is definitely a warrior culture oh absolutely i don't yeah, they wouldn't need anything like conscription. I mean, it would be an honor for you to to fight for your people. So that's just a cultural thing. Yeah. That certainly is not the case with the Worgen, the humans. Um, maybe the Night Elves would have a little bit of that. It kind of depends, though. They have scholars and other things. It probably depends on what kind of um, sect you're part of as a uh, Night Elf or High Elf society. Makes sense, yeah. If you're a high elf, you're probably not going to be as into that. Or, um, not high elf, highborn. Um, and, but something to keep in mind, the priestesses of Alun, I mean, they wield swords and ride on sabers. Yeah. They're basically warriors. Yeah. Um, fun little segue into a segue. Fun little segue, but segue, segue. It's fun to really think about, and it's something that, relating back to what our characters are currently doing in World of Warcraft Legion... They have been at war a lot. If you have role-played a character since Vanilla, sometimes it's really hard to put your character through another war. I mean, if we were writing this story independently, would we do this yet again? Or would we feel like it's no longer convincing? That it's like a a trope, a a trite way of of creating drama. So that's that's a big role-play challenge. And if you're new to the game and role-playing, um, how do you reconcile the the wars that have happened? Yeah, frequent wars that have happened in the last five to ten years. That's a good question. Yeah, food for <laughs> thought. So posing that one out there. Yeah, it's it's been a big thing. I think Warlords, especially, was a challenging expansion into because you know after you push back the orcs from pouring out of the portal again. Did your character contemplate going to the other side to follow them? Or did your character contemplate staying home? Yeah, because it was pretty much a suicide mission at that point. A exactly. Lot of, a lot of those people that went into the portal, aside from the small group that retreated with Cadgar, were either killed, MIA, captured, tortured. The list goes on for what kind of bad things could have happened. So that's the that's the unfortunate part for uh, war, really. I mean, it happens, and unfortunately bad things happen with war. And lives are taken, killed, all sorts of bad stuff. Yeah. Suddenly <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're less profound. War is yeah. bad stuff. I like how we went from actual discussion to our silly 
They're talking about life and death and war. Hey, that's the world in the world of Warcraft. And that's the game of Warcraft that you play. <laughs> well, in that case, guys, see you after 7.1 hits. Super excited. Um, I, I, I actually am looking forward to Karazhan the most. I, I will not <sighs> lie, and I know Kent is rolling his eyes. and he's I, like, oh. I am absolutely rolling my eyes right now. It's okay. I would be the same way if they said, we're going to reintroduce Lawbringer armor with new polygons. I hope they I'd bring back like, Lawbringer. And no. I'm going to wear that shit. On Kanta. No. no. What? Yeah. Kanta's a hunter. I don't care. I'll make it a paladin Kanta. A, a paladin night elf. Yeah. Actually, there is a paladin night elf now. In yes, the class order halls. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there really? But you, you, yes. Oh, yeah. She she defects from the uh, the priest order hall. That is awesome. Maybe defect awesome. is not the right word. It's not like they're enemies. I want a night elf paladin. So badly. Well, there is one, so... No, I mean, like, an actual class, because that makes more sense than people think. So, though, think about it, though, in terms of faction balance. So if they're night elf paladins, what class on the other side would then be allowed to be paladins? Well, let's see. We have blood elf paladins already. Mm -hmm. We have torn paladins. And we have Forsaken... What? We don't have Forsaken Paladins. (laughs) I was suggesting them as a Paladin. No, I don't think Forsaken Paladins, but I feel like... It's very difficult to make that one work. See, there doesn't necessarily have to be a class balance. Oh, but you know, you you definitely have to have a class balance. But there isn't. I thought there is currently. No, so there's Blood Elf and Torrin that could be... Um, paladins, right? Yep. So, on Alliance side, you have humans, dwarves, and, oh, and Draenei. And Draenei. Yeah, that's true. That and is then, true. And then, and then on, and then if you think about it for shamans, you have Draenei and dwarf and Pandaren that could be shamans on Alliance side, and then you have Pandaren, troll, Torin, orc, and goblin. That's actually a good point. So in terms of class balance, one side is still more heavily shaman, the other side is still more heavily paladin. Yeah. Maybe so that's that a nice little homage the fact that they used to be exclusive. I also think that organs could be shamans. I was thinking the same thing. There's a really easy segue into that for sure. Yeah. I think that's more likely than anything. You know what would be a nice thing to come in soon? What's that? New models for worgen and goblins that's not gonna happen oh please 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 redo you know the female worgen model please 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 bring back the alpha models give them glowing eyes <laughs> are you talking about for the worgen females oh yes yeah i, I did not like the way they ended up turning out they look so cool in alpha yeah they really did i i sadly regret the way they look now yeah, they look like dopey deer with fangs. <laughs> oh, the worgen males look so cool. Uh, I think their teeth kind of look dumb. Oh, you mean that the teeth that kind of stick out super far in their lower jaw? Yeah, the way that they, it looks like they're a chihuahua that need new teeth. Not to mention, though, that those particular teeth, if you look close, are super old in terms Breeze, of their polygons. Breeze has better teeth than those worgens. Breeze is Canta's dog. Yes. I'm a real-life hunter. Well, Goblin and Worgen roleplayers, fingers crossed for you. I know that the Worgen roleplayers have a couple beefs to, with Blizzard in terms of their models. I've never heard 
of goblins having issues. Goblin models aren't bad, but I think on the subject, before we get so off into another subject, because we've literally <laughs> I know, been we segue, should... segue, segue, segue. Segue, segue, segue. Um, this is the Segway podcast. That's yes, what we should call it. The Segcast. The Segcast. Sega. <laughs> the Dreamcast. Oh, God. Okay, no, we're not going to. We'll go down that rabbit hole. To On a final note, as far as model updates, they biffed it for the Blood Elf male faces. They're so biffed? bad. Yeah. They really I are. Could maybe and see that. Another, another pet peeve of mine is I hate how the player model icons look. When you select on someone to look at them and you have that basic default World of Warcraft UI icon, it looks so ugly. It looks so ugly. 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 Uh, I'm okay with this. I mean, not, not that I'm okay with it, them not looking like they should, you know, representative ugly. of what they actually are in the game. Um, I, I think that uh, human males, um, they don't have much in terms of choices Pepperoni with handsome nipples. faces. There's like, yeah, there's like one handsome face. And like the rest of them are, what is wrong with this guy? He looks and like the, he was and they have pepperoni with a shovel. Nipples. What, pepperinos? Have you ever you seen even... their nipples? It's pepperoni no. nipples. <laughs> Go log into a human male, take off his shirt, and look at those freaking pepperoni nipples. Well, I know what I'm doing after this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on Disney films. Either they didn't have nipples or it was pepperoni no. nipples. But I mean, go look and, at their and Dragon nipples. Ball Z, okay? We do not need Dragon Ball Z nipples ever mentioned in this podcast ever again. I mean, with Dragon Ball Super, we could always have Stop Super it. Saiyan God Super Saiyan <laughs> nipples. I'm, this, I, listen, I'm ending on the subject of nipples. Okay. We've gone too deep. <laughs> We've gone too deep into the nipples. <laughs> With that being said, nipples and gentlemen. <laughs> Why are lady nipples? Everyone has nipples. Okay, nipples and nipples. Okay, nipples and nipples. Nipples and nipples. Equal opportunity nipples. <laughs> it still is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I think. This is good. We're done. This is over. We're ending on nipples. <laughs> Are you okay? No! He's not okay. Do the closing. <laughs> I, the closing? The cl- closing? He can't even work. Alrighty, guys. This is Arian Kanta of the Lorecast. Thank you for listening. Come visit us at lorecast.org. See us on Twitter, see us on Tumblr, and Facebook. Happy Nipple Day. Happy Nipple Day. <laughs> I, I hate you. I was going to make him laugh. I hate you. <laughs> Take care, guys. Enjoy 7.1. No, nipples are not involved in 7.1, unfortunately. I hate you. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.